got Todd for Grambling this morning in the swamp. Welcome in, folks. It's February 23rd, 2024, Friday. No school for the kiddos, but the teachers are there, some of them. Why? Because they just take off the day. It don't matter. Anyway, the Scurry Rosser Wildcats will be playing the Lorena Leopards at the Course Cannon High School gym tonight at 5.30. Still rolling, still rolling, still rolling. It's the feline uh, fight tonight, I guess you'd say. Wildcats. And, yeah, that's right. Todd, what do you know? I know Bob Seger. Rambling Gambling Man, 1969, it can still hold water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying keeping the water in the pipe. Yeah, what you're saying? that's what we do at Oak Grove. That's right. And always the water in the pipe. know where your inboundary is. Yeah. Hey, beautiful day out there. And it is a good day, even if you're a teacher at Coffin, because the pud knockers are not there. So I know they probably got to listen to some, uh, you know, chatterbox up there telling them, now we need to blah, 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 blah. Been there, listen to that, bought the T-shirt. I'm praying for you. And never wear it. Yes, you got that <laughs> one right. But hey, things are rocking, things are rolling. What's going on on your side of the swamp? Hey, speaking of the cat fight, UNC women win. It was good. Win by 10. Watched it. Beat NC State. Go get them at Carmichael. Uh, well, all right. So this story I'm going to bring up because it reminded me of the Toddford. Yes, you're going to wonder why when you see this picture. All right. It's an Indiana deer, and he's been seen wandering with a plastic container stuck over his head for at least 12 days. Hello. Try drinking now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he cracked it so he could eat and drink. Somehow he cracked a container large enough to allow it to eat and drink. Deputies were able to work together to corner the deer and safely remove the container from its head. Why does this remind me of the Toddford? Because he saved a cat on the Scurry Rosser football field. I don't know, a couple months ago, maybe. We were walking. We go, God, it looks like a cat sitting there. We walked the whole time. Thing didn't move, so I don't know. Dad walks over. It's got a bag of chips on its head. Dad pulled the chips, saved the cat's life. He ran over, took off, stopped, looked back, said, thanks, Todd, for I'll get you back. And then the cat said, hey, you got $5? Or I can get me some uh, cotton candy over here at the concession <laughs> Yeah, stand. that's they, expensive. They have a sign, you know, all their stuff, which I know you know. And I was looking up there, and it said, cotton candy, $5. Go Wildcats. Yeah. Here's your bag of sugar for 5 bucks. Yeah. But that's all the money I've got. Well, pay up. Yeah. Crap happens. <laughs> that's what these parrots would tell you, because they cuss all the time. Come on. Cussing parrots. Okay. Or they call them swearing, cursing, whatever. They cussing. Oh They're God. potty mouth parrots, okay? What field house were they in? Well, they're at a zoo, and they're a British zoo, and they got a plan to curb the rude habits of their famously potty mouth parrots, and it's showing some promising early results. They got an accent? Well, they they, they probably talk like this because they're from across the pond. Yeah. 
Uh, eight profane parrots are going to be moved in with the flock of 92 polite birds. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that works because the polite birds may, you know, may rub the other way. Right. And uh, they can end up with 100 swearing parrots on their hands. Only time will tell. But the parrots seem to be doing well after a few weeks. The problem is the people that go and look at them have heard that they don't speak too plainly. And so they had to put a sign up saying, uh, you know, please don't, uh, please don't class around the parent, parents. And don't be so sensitive. Well, yeah. Good gosh. Okay, so one of the swearing parrots is slowing his cussing, but he has picked up a different sort of annoying habit. Singing Christmas songs over and over oh, and over. Oh, my gosh. We wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Fine in December, not so fine in February. Casey Legent says, not so fine in December. Wow. I don't want to hear it over and over and over. But ain't nobody asked me. Neither did the parrot. All right. Well, it's naked time. Remember Dana Carvey doing the stand-up and he goes, kids just take their clothes off. Go, it's naked time. <laughs> that's, that's a good After he did the buckle well, it's an annual event, commonly known as the Naked Man Festival. There's ah. a picture of just, the, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's endings coming to an end after a thousand years. Good. Yeah, that's, yeah, due to the declining population in the area. All right, so I don't know how to say this because it's like Japanese or something or Koku Keku Temple in Oshu. There you go. Anyway, they got to wrestle for ownership of a bag of talismans blessed by the temple's chief priest. Some idolatry. Anyway, they're saying uh, it's going to end because the aging of individuals. Nobody wants to see that. Mm. And a shortage of successors. While efforts were made to continue the festival to the best of our abilities in order to prevent last-minute cancellations. That's pretty rough. Or disruptions in the future. The decision to cancel the festival itself has been made. So there you go. A 49-year-old Kikuchi Toshiaki won this year. And he's part of the festival's preservation association. So apparently he's not doing a good job because they ain't going to preserve it. It is sad that the festival is ending. I participated in hopes that it would be a memorial memorable festival it'd be memorable all right that's for sure nightmares coming out of that one all right you know old michael jackson he got into some stuff man but the guy can dance and sing 2003 though the news of the world reported that michael jackson had undergone scores of painful operations to strip his body of black skin until he appeared white wow yeah, so... Uh, Remember those days. Said he'd been anesthetized on a weekly basis to have his skin peeled and bleached. Uh, I don't know about that one. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just that yeah. vitiligo stuff, they call it. He's saying, boy, look where he got us. <laughs> well, and I got one more. The Bee Gees. <laughs> 2002. They made their last ever concert appearance when they appeared at the Love and Hope Ball, Miami Beach, Florida. And as Wayne Campbell told Garth Algar, good call. It's like he wants us to be liked by everyone. 
I mean, Led Zeppelin didn't write tunes everybody liked. They left that to the Bee Gees. That's what he's saying. <laughs> Game on. Yeah. 1992, 32 years ago. Saw it. What you know? A big theater. <laughs> Over in the Durham, North Carolina. Honey. Honey. Yeah, look, I called my he honey guy this morning. Yeah. And so I thought, well, since I'm reordering a you know, two-pounder, I'm going to talk a little bit about honey today. Right here from our website. Honey is a sweet, and it's also a member in the Bible, and you can't ruin honey. I got you. Food substance made by honeybees and some other bees. Now, I don't know who the other bees are, but we did read them. Bees produce honey from the sugary secretions of plants. Floral nectar are from secretions of other insects, such as honeydew. Alrighty. By regurgitation, enzymatic activity, and water evaporation. Well, this is what it'll do for you and to you. And if you're an allergy person, if it's because it's fixing to hit you pretty heavy here now this time of year, around here, you might want to get some local honey. Local. Yeah, maybe you won't have that eye itching and the sniffing. But it's what, again, like we said, this is what it'll do for you and to you. Honey is effective reducing the risk of cancer and other chronic diseases, which is a long time. Allergies is could be a long time. That type of deal. Honey can contains fructose, a sugar that is considered healthier than table sugar. And it can be a safe alternative for diabetic patients. Diabetes. Honey is a natural antimicrobial agent. It contains compounds such as hydrogen peroxide and glucose oxidase and has a low pH, and it can help to kill harmful bacteria in the body. But even though it gets the honeybees and other type bees, you can sometimes have possible side effects. Sometimes. Honey can cause gastrointestinal irritation. Okay. Side effects may include wheezing, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, weakness, excessive perspiration. I have yet to have any of those from taking honey, but yes, I have watched the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Consumption of large amounts of honey might lead to an abnormal rise in blood sugar. This is because honey has large amounts of sugar and carbohydrates. Duh! Right? Okay. <laughs> Excessive consumption of honey may lead to weight gain. Have you ever That's seen a lot of honey? You ever seen a fat honeybee flying around? I mean, I, I never have. But anyway. Buddy, you've really let yourself go. Yeah. <laughs> the high content of sugar, calories, carbohydrates may aid to weight gain. Move around, people. Please. We're blaming it on our foods. Not all of it. Honey can promote tooth decay. Which I was leaving the dentist's office the other day, and I did make a comment. 
I say, yes, I see you have still your little bowl of candy here <laughs> as you check out. They right. start laughing because they had a little hard, some leftover. I, said, I just throwing that out there. Did they yeah. really? <laughs> Got to help that tooth decay. Yeah. All Keep right. bringing them back. Bring the customers back. Yeah. <laughs> Guarantee. <laughs> 82% of honey is made up of sugar and is basically sticky in nature and might stick to the surface of the teeth, facilitating for tooth decay. That's why we have toothbrushes and rinse your mouth out class. Gosh. Right. Here's some recommendations during after all those possible side effects. You should at least take six tablespoons of honey should be consumed per day and 10 tablespoons per week. And we're trying to help you with the allergies and the other health problems. So just letting you know. Of course, I just turn it up. I put it in my oatmeal, though, sometime, and I just take it up, take a shot. All right. Of course, I, my local person around here is He Honey. I'm just saying. Look it up. He's got a website. H-E Honey. If you're in other areas and you go into your grocery store, a lot of that honey is not from around. Nope. So you need to really kind of look. And you can find it. Just get on your website. Somebody I'll tell you what. Somewhere. Can you? There is something special about the Tupelo honey. Uh -huh. And boy, is it good. Pick that up in Florida. Even though it's far from Tupelo, I think they brought it in from the borough. If you get the chance, it's the best honey I ever did have. All right, we're back to the aerobic center's little look. Uh, uh, article on uh, social isolation and loneliness impact your health. And this is some of the problems that, you know, uh, risk factors for cardiovascular disease were identified more than a decade ago. There is increasing focus in the public health sector to identify ways to reduce the risk of developing loneliness and social isolation and to rectify it in those who are currently experiencing these conditions. Rectify to change things, class. All right. So here we go. Some of the things that social isolation and loneliness can do. It can cause heart disease and stroke, type 2 diabetes, depression and anxiety, addiction, dementia, early death. Not so, good. No. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on. This is a pretty good article. But, uh, oh, actually, it's a real good article. I'm trying to be safe when the weather, you know, when we're driving here, remember? Start off, if you don't have to go anywhere and it's raining and stuff, or even if it's not raining and stuff, you know, if you don't yeah. have to go anywhere, don't go. It's good advice. Yeah, it's pretty crazy out there. But anyway, you need to drive in the middle lanes. Water tends to pool more in outside lanes, so stick to the middle if possible. Because, you know, it kind of got a little crown there on each side. People drive pretty crazy. Just thought I'd let you throw that out there at you. We're trying to get you some place. Not supposed to do any kind of raining around here locally. It's not in the forecast for this week if you pay attention to forecasters. Just thought I'd bring that up. It's a great job to have. Yeah. Yeah, about 50-50 chance it'll snow. It's about 50-50 chance we'll scorch. 
That's right. And the guy keeps the job. Now, the other day we talked about sprouts growing on potatoes. We did. But picking on potatoes here, article, I'm going through, can you eat green potatoes? Huh. I don't know. Green ham, green potatoes. Uh, Kobe used to put jelly, you know, on his uh, scrambled eggs. At the hospital, they turned green. Yeah, green permanent. Boy, yeah, he those. loved them. He loved them. But I don't know. But why do potatoes turn green? Well... <laughs> When potatoes are exposed to direct sunlight, they will naturally start to turn green. The green color comes from chlorophyll, a term you probably haven't heard since middle school science class. It's like some of the middle school kids I know. They never caught this one either. <laughs> chlorophyll is a harmless compound that gives plants their green color. Chlorophyll is essential for photosynthesis, a process that plants use to feed themselves. Exposed to sunlight speeds up the production of chlorophyll in potatoes. This is why it's important to store them in a dark area you know, or a basement or someplace cool or whatever. Get them out of there. The basement in the Alamo? Yeah, if you find that Alamo. <laughs> now, are green potatoes safe to eat? According to the National Capital Poison Center, Green potatoes are not safe to eat. Okay. Enough said. But if you do just part of it's green, you can cut it. Cut it off and you can eat the part that's not green. Okay. Green potatoes. Wow. What a deal. <laughs> I, you know, Ooh, that looks good. You can trim them up and get them out of the way, you know, the green spots. So, don't eat the green in potatoes. Avoid the green. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Green potatoes. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I feel real good about this little thing I read this morning. First privately owned spacecraft wins successfully on the moon. Okay. <laughs> what? Now, if there's one that really thinks they're doing it in Arizona, in some big old shed out there to bring that back up. But here we go. A Texas-based flight company has made history after becoming the first to land a privately owned spacecraft on the moon. Now, if it's the same people that's bringing us these electric cars that blow up before they get <laughs> over here and burn up or whatever, I know I would be very excited to want to go. Now, there wasn't anybody on the thing, they're saying. Oh. The Nova Sea... Odysseus Lander, I'm probably not saying that right, built by Texas-based space flight company, Initiative Machines, and yes, Coffin still can't get an indoor facility. It was aiming to land on Malapart A, a crater 186 miles from the moon's south pole. Okay, well, I just know we're excited about that and we're jumping around we're hoping to start loading up people and place them up going to try to find some water well why didn't they put now, somebody on it they don't uh, trust it well i guess but basically that'll come they found it looking for water but what kind of pipe are you going to have from the moon to here yeah no kidding i don't know i bet that'd be about 20 inches yeah probably maybe and, more and, and you gotta dodge it you know when yeah. you're flying around up there hope there's no leaks okay all right there'll be people lined up yeah yeah i want to go to the moon yeah, I want to live up there. Hey, I'm going to tell you, you'll get up to the moon, and you'll get up there, there's going to be, you know, they got those little 
boom cars now, you know, and they get and you look, there's gonna be a paper tag on one of them. And I'm telling you, it's yeah. gonna start a whole lot that's of mess. That's right, that's right. Yeah. You know, I've always wanted to go to Arizona. Yeah, that's right. Or New Mexico, Mama Joe. That's right. That lady was on it. I just never could get my time right. Yeah. Not gonna that. change that clock and not gonna write a zip code. No, we're not. How about that, man? We got back when the world was right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm I telling guess. you, somebody says, do you want to get an electric spacecraft and go to the moon? I say no on that, but do you have a ticket to the Tar Heels at the Dean Dome? I'll be there. I'll take two tickets. Died from case of Hey, Wit and Wisdom on self-worth. To succeed in life, you need three things. A wishbone, a backbone, and a funny bone. Hey. Reba McIntyre. Reba. Oh, I'm telling you. The rebar. Yeah. Well, hey, that's about all I got to multiply, subtract, add, and divide. Uh, next week, though, we'll have more. But yeah, I we got an extra day, too, of this month. So. Yeah, I'm going to have an extra day. But you can always use a little bit. Somehow, try to do a little Proverbs book. A lot and of Proverbs. It is a good book. Man, if we're going to start throwing people up here on the moon, we're going to need all the effort that we can get. Well, read over the weekend, get outside, get some sun, vitamin D. Well, we've got the schedule for some track meets coming up. We'll be letting you know on that one. And, uh, yeah, SwanProductionsLLC.com gets right to all our books. See Toddford's mug. Thanks for listening to Retired Coach and His Kid. Hey, 32 years ago, this was a Sunday. I'm the retired coach. I'm his kid. Make it count. Doo!